Hi, Chris Foss here from thechrisfossshow.com, thechrisfossshow.com. Hey, come here with another wonderful episode of The Chris Foss Show. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, we have the greatest thought leaders, the people that are out there, the motivators, the authors, the book writers, the people that are changing the world and have the knowledge that you need to have to expand your life and make it better. And as always, we have the best guests, but be sure to refer the show to your friends, neighbors, relatives, dogs, cats, hell, get everybody in on the show. Uh, send them to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss. Hit that bell notification button so you get all notifications of everything we're doing. Holy crap. You know what we're also getting? We're also getting all the stuff from CES 2019. We're reviewing those products. I just got a chessboard where the chess pieces move themselves. It's the most craziest thing you've ever seen. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also see all the product reviews for gifts you can get for Christmas or gifts you want to decide whether you want to turn them or not. How about them, Apples? And Siberian Huskies on the YouTube channel. So make sure you tune in for that. As always, we have the best guests. And today we have David Modell. He's the chief analyst and opportunity researcher for PortfolioWealthGlobal.com. And he is active on multiple social media platforms with tens of thousands of followers on YouTube, Twitter, StockTwits, and other popular sites. He, on his YouTube channel, educates and informs a loyal crowd of followers and topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, stocks, options, precious metals, bonds, futures, and other areas of finance. Welcome to the show, David. How are you doing? Mr. Chris Voss, it is an honor and a pleasure to be on your program. And anybody listening to this right now, you need to subscribe to the Chris Voss Show if you've not done that already, because this man is not an alternative source of news and information. He should be your main source. So subscribe. Don't think about it. Just do it. That should be my that should be my mod on the show. Chris Voss <laughs> Show, not your alternative source. That's right. <laughs> Well, thank yep. you for the plug, David. So give us the plugs on where people can look you up on the webs uh, and different places where they can get some of the information on you. Thank you for asking. My name is David Modell, and I'm the Chief Analyst and Opportunity Researcher at PortfolioWealthGlobal.com. And our business is to educate you on your business so you can maximize on your investments because I know that Chris Voss talks about many different topics, but I think we all want to make more money or at least keep the money that we have, grow it, build it over time. And at PortfolioWealthGlobal.com, we have a newsletter on the homepage. Just put in your email address, no obligation, and we'll send you out our research. Uh, my boss is a gentleman uh, who actually became a real estate multimillionaire at age 33. His name is Tom Beck. And at Portfolio Wealth Global, he is researching all the markets, cryptocurrencies, stocks, bonds, gold, silver, you name it, he's on it. I'm also on the research team. Most people don't have what we have, which is a whole team of people dedicated to not only researching all the markets, but putting out winner after winner. We call it Ethereum at 15 if you're into cryptocurrencies. Uh, Litecoin at 25, uh, Cardano at around 4 cents. Uh, yes, we've had some correction in the crypto markets, but man, wouldn't it have been nice to get in at those prices, right? <laughs> so uh, we're just going to keep bringing those with our reports and with our newsletter. So again, thank you, Chris, for bringing me on your program. Thanks for being here, David. I mean, this is a really volatile time right now in the marketplaces, especially in the stock markets and stuff, even in cryptocurrencies, yep. like you mentioned. Uh, it's kind of crazy what's going on right now with the... Uh, 
I, I think we're on track, unless there's a major correction, I think we're on track at having the worst uh, performance in the Dow Jones stock market, uh, in, the, in the public stock market, uh, in 10 years, since 2008, 2009. Is that correct? Uh, that's right. It's amazing to think that in 2018, the dollar, the US dollar, just holding cash, has outperformed pretty much every or nearly every asset class out there, uh, including the major US stock indexes, including cryptocurrencies, uh, bonds are always toxic as far as I'm concerned. I'm not a big fan of just buying bonds and trusting the promise of the US government. It's not my thing. Uh, so, and gold and silver have been stagnant. They've been stuck in a range. So in a year when the dollar has done best, that's no bueno, <laughs> that's no good. Uh, so I believe that volatility is here to stay for a while. Um, I don't see things getting much better. Uh, I don't see the world leaders who've been uh, fighting over this trade thing since, well, for a while now, but it got ramped up in March of 2018 is when we really started to see the, uh, the give and take of the trade war, the tug of war, if you will. And uh, given the personalities of the world leaders involved, and this is not a pol political statement, I'm just saying, uh, do we imagine suddenly everything getting better? We hoped for that at uh, G20. Remember that? <laughs> How big that was? That was supposed to be the oh, big yeah. agreement. Yeah, and there was an agreement, and it still doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the markets know better. The markets know that uh, these things can and will fall apart at, any, at a moment's notice. Uh, and then we're back to square one and we're back to both countries, both nations involved and other nations too with the domino effect of this whole thing, uh, getting hurt. Uh, and of course, who gets hurt the most? Uh, your middle class, okay? Uh, people like you and I, people like most of the people probably listening to this are probably not multi-billionaires, <laughs> but you, you know what? You're getting hit the hardest and you're, you gotta remember that if you have money and the stock market, this is not a terrible time to just have some dry powder ready, have some cash handy for when the you know what hits the fan and then there will be so many amazing, amazing opportunities. And perhaps later in this show, I can recommend some of the stock picks that I'm looking at right now. Uh, and actually we have a report, PortfolioWealthGlobal.com uh, forward slash bear. That's PortfolioWealthGlobal.com forward slash bear, B-E-A-R. Uh, the most comprehensive bear market manual. Uh, what can you get into? Uh, there are things like gold, silver, uh, precious metals are great uh, when things get uh, nasty in the markets. Uh, there are different ways to protect yourself because I believe it will at, uh, at some point get bad. Remember, this bull market is a decade old now and there's a bear market or a market crash on average every 10 years. Are we due? I'll let you decide. Could 2019 be the year? We'll find out. I think I think we're definitely overdue. In fact, I was just checking the the market to see if the Fed has issued their uh, guidance or or their decision on a Fed rate increase. Now, you know, a lot of people don't understand money policy, M one, M two money policy, how the Federal Reserves work. It's it's really kind of sad we don't teach some of this stuff in school um, yeah. when people go through their elementary, uh, high school, junior years, teach them about money policy and and kind of how the world really works. Um, and what yeah. affects them. I'm actually reading right now, three hours ago, Alan Greenspan has a new warning for investors run for covers, the headline on CNBC. Yeah, I um, saw that. You know, I, I lived uh, 20 years owning a mortgage company, real estate uh, agency, um, where 
I, Alan Greenspan was uh, kind of the guy who would make or ruin my day uh, where every, you know, three or four months we'd, we'd be doing ups and downs. I lived through the interest rates going from in the fives and sevens all the way up into the nines and almost tens and then back down to the, almost the, the twos and threes. Um, and yeah, we've had a, we've had a hell of a bull run for 10 years. Um, yep. and we, you know, we've had probably one of the longest runs that we've ever had in a bull market and we are due for some question. and we have a hot economy. There's no question about that. Um, certainly the trade, uh, the trade wars, the tariffs, and we're not being political here. I mean, those are hindering the economy and causing worry and concern. And a lot of people don't realize too, the market builds out for what's going to happen two or three years from now. So the market's already analyzing, is there a recession coming in late 2019 or two, or 2020, um, which should hold some interesting political things for anyone running for office at that time. But uh, certainly these things are impactful. Uh, in, in, in the soybeans alone, I mean, they're saying, I, I'm reading that China is basically making arrangements to never have to buy soybeans from us again. They're going to other markets and those markets may not come back to us from soybeans. And soybeans is a huge export on behalf of the American economy. Yeah. Commodities in general uh, have been stagnant in 2018. Uh, so for patient investors, that patience is getting a little threadbare. Uh, but that could be an opportunity with gold having trouble getting up getting above that $1,200 per ounce mark. Uh, silver stagnating at around $14 an ounce. Um, these are numbers that have been pretty steady for, uh, for throughout uh, 2018, most of it. You can view it as uh, stagnancy or you can view, view it as basing. I view it as basing. Uh, there's an old saying in the markets, you probably heard this, the longer the base, the higher in space. So, and that, that's what the chartists all say. And uh, for something like gold and silver, these are commodities that have been around for 6,000 years as a great store of value and as something that it, it's not like a company. If you invest in a company, companies can go bankrupt. Uh, that's why I'm very picky and choosy about what I invest in as far as companies go. Uh, but is gold and silver going to go bankrupt? No, it doesn't work like that. Uh, these will always have value. And if you like gold and silver, if you think those are going to go into space, you could even leverage it a little bit with gold and silver miners. Those gold and silver mining companies, they're kind of like uh, options are to stocks. They're leveraged, they move faster and further. So if, as I predict, uh, gold and silver have a great run in 2019, uh, imagine what the gold and silver miners are going to do. If gold and silver go up 10 or 20 percent, gold and silver miners could go up 50 percent or even double or more. Uh, so and again, I'll, I'll give some ideas as far as stocks later in this uh, in this show. But gold and silver are also great for just protecting yourself. They are crisis hedges par excellence. They're the best. Uh, go look back at 2008, 2009. Look what happened in the stock market. Look what happened to gold and silver. Gold and silver dipped very briefly and then zoom back up like a rocket ship came up a lot faster than than the stock market did if you entered in the into the markets into the major indexes uh, at the worst possible time in 2008 you would you would have had to wait about 8 years just to get your money back uh, gold and silver even if you entered at the worst possible time you actually would have done quite well within that time frame 
So why not mix it up a little bit? Have some dry powder, as we discussed, meaning some cash handy. That's okay for great opportunities. Uh, yes, have some stocks. That's fine. But also have some sort of crisis hedge. If you're not going to listen to me and get precious metals, there are other ways to do it. There are put options, things like that. Pairs trading, where you have some stocks that are non-correlated. Uh, but commodities are just a great way to do it. Uh, so I, I highly recommend that. You know, that's a great idea. I never... I never have uh, heard that angle, but yeah, investing in the in the uh, gold stocks, the people that are mining it, that makes complete sense. And yeah, I mean, we I mean we we have a steaming economy to the point that there are more jobs right now than there are uh, people to fill them. And certainly, when there's a market correction like we've been seeing, the money is going to escape to gold and and the stable you know things that get you through these sort of uh, bear markets. And yeah. yeah, being ahead of it, like you suggest, is definitely brilliant. Mm -hmm. Isn't it funny how gold is as good as gold uh, at times like that? But see, the smart investor gets in while nobody's talking about an asset class, not when everybody's talking about it. By the time everybody's talking about it, the price has run up. Uh, we saw that with cryptocurrencies, and I'm not trying to bring back bad memories for people who invested at the wrong time, but December 2017 was a time when everybody was talking about Bitcoin, and some people got in at around the $20,000 per Bitcoin level. That's rough, uh, and that the HODL philosophy, hold on for dear life, no matter what happens, they're suffering right now. I, I don't know if you want to talk about the crypto space. Sure, yeah. But it, it's really interesting. Yeah, I, I just uh, had a roundtable, cryptocurrency roundtable, with some really great names in the crypto space, including Tone Vase. Uh, and he actually predicted that, uh, and this is when cryptocurrency, when Bitcoin uh, was around, I think, $5,000 per Bitcoin. He predicted that it would head toward $1,500 and then back up to $20,000 eventually. Wow. Uh, well, he's right so far. It touched uh, the low 3000s since he said that. But you know what? This is a new technology. Blockchain is a new technology. Uh, look what happened during the dot-com bubble and bust for people who got in uh, at the beginning of the year 2000. Yeah, they didn't do too well. Look at the NASDAQ. All right. Look at pets.com. Remember that craze, Chris? Pets. Yeah, com? I do because I made a lot of money during it. I was okay. The yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you did because that was a big move. Remember that sock puppet and the commercials and the TV commercials? Yeah, I, I think I made off? like fifty thousand in like a half an hour, twenty minutes on Earthlink. When it <laughs> nice. I well would, done. It, it was it was that crazy dot com era where you could get online, you could buy like I my mom. I I put my mom in AOL, and I think with, with all the splits, she four times her money in it. Mm. Nice, <laughs> it's a nice. crazy time. But you're right. That was kind of a pioneering time, and, and a lot of people got the arrows. But then it came back, and and then we yeah. you know had this big social media boom. Right. And so one application of this concept is to if you got in at the wrong time, okay. If you believe in the technology, then you could just hold on. You could just hold on. Maybe tone base is right. Maybe it'll go down to fifteen hundred and then back up because when. Does it start to go up? When is the when does the bottom form, as they call it? It tends to form when the final capitulation happens, when people just give up, when the markets will shake out the tree. They'll shake out the weak hands. And when they shake the tree, they'll shake it and they'll shake it. Remember how Bitcoin went down to around six thousand dollars, between five and six thousand dollars, and stayed there for several months, and then decided to shake the tree again, went down to thirty five hundred and then thirty one hundred. 
it's going to keep shaking it until everybody just gives up until the last people just say i'm done with this then it can finally have permission to go back up that happened the dot-com bust the nasdaq went down so sharply uh, but again, new technologies. When Am when Jeff Bezos came out with an online bookstore, uh, Barnes and Noble said, "We're going to kill Amazon." Uh, people didn't believe in Amazon. Why would you buy books on this computer, on this laptop thingy? Okay, it was just a ridiculous concept at the time, or so it seemed. Uh, smartphones. Apple was not doing well before the. Uh, well, they had the iPod, but before before the uh, the smartphones. Uh, before the iPhone, they really weren't doing that great. Uh, you remember how much the stock of Apple went down when, uh, I can't remember his name, the, the, the Apple guy, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, yeah. I mean, when Microsoft's uh, Bill Gates had to step in and loan them $100 million yep. to keep them out of bankruptcy. Well, exactly. When Steve Jobs passed away, Tim Cook took over, and everybody said, oh, Ab you know, it's a cult of personality. Apple's finished wrong okay you gotta get in when everybody hates it you gotta as my friend rich from rich tv live says buy in the red sell in the green only with great companies by the way don't do this with the companies you don't believe in that don't have a future uh so if people want a little bit more information on that on how to invest uh, we have a report uh if you go to portfoliowealthglobal.com forward slash portfolio easy to remember Forward slash portfolio. Uh, Tom Beck, uh, our chief researcher at Portfolio Wealth Global, uh, he explains how to build diversification and you get a sneak peek into what's in his, his personal portfolio. Again, this is a multimillionaire, so he's doing something right. Uh, so check that out. But again, just going back to the theme some dry powder, yes, some select stocks but don't buy them when everybody else is talking about them. You want under the radar opportunities. You want to get in before, before, before it goes to the moon. Uh, and cryptos, yes, I wouldn't make 50% of my portfolio cryptos, uh, but if you want to have your little play, your playground, okay, your lotto plays, as you call it, okay, uh, in your portfolio, maybe between five and 10% in it, I call that my playground, where I can do speculative things, with it and it won't kill me even if it goes to zero yeah buy some cryptos although i do recommend only uh, getting into cryptocurrencies that are in the top 10 as far as market cap is concerned if you go to coinmarketcap.com worldcoinindex.com they have a list of the top 100 uh cryptocurrencies the most popular ones by market cap uh, the ones in the bottom of the list i don't really touch those too much usually i have a tendency to go for the top 10. Uh, because those are what I call the blue chips of the crypto world. Your uh, Ethereum, your Bitcoin, your Litecoin, your Dash, uh, things like that. So, you know, you can still be safe even when you're speculating. And the real thing is, is to, like I say, be smart, uh, be analyzing with like services like yours. Uh, when I used to be a day trainer, especially during the dot-com boom, I was smart. I, I, I knew what to watch for in the market. I knew what to watch for the turns. I knew what to watch for with the Federal Reserve, uh, what the economy was doing, the consumer price index, and the and the uh, consumer confidence uh, used to be big drivers, and I think they still are. Um, I got out at the top of the dot-com boom. I, I knew how to get at the top, told my family, sell everything, get out. This is going to turn, and, of course, it turned. It was a bloodbath. And... Uh, and, but it, it was a fun time while it, while it ran. But yeah, there's there's a lot of different places to get invested in. Um, I, I I would definitely like you say put some play money in, in cryptocurrency. Um, I wouldn't 
you know, bet the house on cryptocurrency. I mean, we're still seeing right. lots of volatile stuff. I had one friend who lost $3 million in the Mount Gox thing when the, mm. when the, when that whole yeah. thing went down. And I, th I believe recently there's been another exchange that's been caught cheating. Um, so you have to be careful. You, you yeah. don't, don't, don't bet money and don't gamble, uh, don't gamble the, the, uh, the family savings too much. <laughs> Yeah. Don't, don't bet any money you cannot afford to lose because anything could conceivably go to zero. Exactly. Uh, that's why I'm so picky with the stocks I choose. I, yeah. I choose the ones that uh, really have a great balance sheet, not a whole lot of debt, great visionary leadership, uh, and which have already gone down considerably. So I have a bigger, uh, th there's more room to the upside and not much air below, so to speak, uh, yeah. meaning you, you have a much better risk reward ratio. Uh, like right now, uh, marijuana stocks are down. I mean, all, most of the markets, the equities markets are down, but marijuana stocks, if, if you got in at the wrong time, if you got in uh, when it uh, peaked, yeah, you'd be hurting right now. But again, it, just like with cryptocurrency, if you believe in the technology, you'll hang in there Yeah. Uh, with, the, with the marijuana companies. Uh, and it, if you don't mind, I, I have a few that I'm looking at right now. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you three. How about that? No charge. Here we go. Uh, one that I'm looking at right now is called C21 Investments, Inc. Uh, stock ticker. This is a Canadian stock where a lot of the great uh, pot companies are. Okay. Uh, CXXI. CXXI. C21 Investments, Inc. Uh, extremely cheap. We talked about buying in the red, selling in the green. This is probably the most discounted cannabis company out there. Uh, it's run by basically the Warren Buffett of cannabis, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I'll give you another one, International Cannabis Corp. Uh, in Canada, WRLD, WRLD. In the United States, KNHBF, KNHBF. Um, with International Cannabis Corp, this is more of a global type of stock. Uh, yes, it's a Canadian company, but uh, they have licenses or they're working on licenses in Greece, Poland, Portugal, places like that, uh, em emerging cannabis markets. Uh, where legalization is either in process or or poised to happen because of uh, consumer sentiment, voter sentiment, that kind of thing. Uh, so if you believe in the global cannabis market like I do, you might want to check that out, International Cannabis Corp. And I'll give you one more, Pure Global Cannabis. Pure Global can Cannabis. Uh, easy to remember stock ticker in Canada, Pure, P-U-R-E. In the United States, P-R-N-C-F, P-R-N-C-F, Pure Global Cannabis. Uh, they're about to receive their Canadian sales license. Canada is the hub of activity. Uh, yes, it's it's burgeoning, it's flourishing in the United States, but Canada, man, that's that's where it's at. That's really progressive in terms of. They opened up the whole bloody country in Canada, man. I mean, they're they really did. They didn't do like the U.S. did, where it's just like well, California and the West Coast, and and they just went they just went all in with Canada. Massive, it's massive. They're the world leaders uh, in that movement in the in the revolution, as I call it. Uh, so there have been huge rallies and uh, a similar situation for other companies, uh, companies that are getting a cash infusion. Uh, for example, Kronos Group received a huge uh, cash infusion from Altria, which owns Marlboro cigarettes. Uh, so, you know, this could happen. We've got Coca-Cola looking into CBD, cannabidiols, possibly. Okay. I read about uh, so that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's huge. In fact, um, I think they were talking. There was kind of speculation. I don't know if they were talking or if it was speculation. Mm-hmm. But there was speculation they might have cannabis infused coke or something like that in the future. Yeah, could you imagine the 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 pot leaf right on the coke can? But it could happen. Uh, it within our within our lifetimes. I wouldn't be surprised if it does. It's getting so mainstream. Uh, you've got Constellation brands. They they own Corona beer. Uh, you know, getting into a Canopy Growth Corp. So these three, uh, you know, pot stocks, the companies that I mentioned, uh, they could easily be buyout targets for these huge, huge companies as they infuse cash into the space. I don't blame them for doing so. Uh, with uh, 33 states and the District of Columbia uh, having legalized uh, uh, medical cannabis, and then uh, 10 states with recreational cannabis now, because three got added this year. How much longer? And and Jeff Sessions is out, the anti-pot <laughs> attorney general. Okay, so how much longer till federal legalization in the United States? How much? I mean, what, what do you think, Chris? How much longer do you think America uh, is going to wait? Two years? Okay, that's two. that's perfectly reasonable. Even if you're wrong, president. But uh, I know yeah. that uh, the old speaker of the House uh, is mm-hmm. is uh, become a huge lobbyist. Uh, the old Republican Speaker of the House, I forget his name. I know uh, Governor Cuomo of New York, um, Mm -hmm. over the last year, they've dialed back arrests for uh, marijuana, and he's announced they want to go recreational pot, and they're passing that. I think once New York goes recreational pot, along with last election to uh, put in forth bills to go recreational pot, you know, we uh, we have an aging uh, baby boomer, the um, Gen Y, I think, is what I am. Uh, group, and for years, I, you know, enjoyed alcohol, but I've reached an age where I can't enjoy alcohol anymore, and I'm dealing with pain, and I, I don't really like the the marijuana high, uh, like, but I mostly do edibles. Um, but I got to tell you, the edibles really work for pain. I mean, I, I can, I, I don't take pain medications, uh, you know, acetaminophen. Uh, um, you know, the overall Tylenol and stuff like that. I don't take that as much anymore and I can actually use it. And I use it a lot of times for sleep here in Las Vegas. We have it legal recreational wise and we have it delivered to our house like pizza. Like I can, I can order it online. They deliver it to the house. <laughs> Fantastic. This is the new world we live in. And you mentioned, uh, you alluded to John Boehner, the former Speaker of the House. That's Isn't it funny of, about how people finally say what's on their mind when, when they retired from their position <laughs> in government? It's, it's now, he now he's telling us that, now he's saying that pot should be legal. Okay, at least we hear what he's really been thinking probably all along. Yeah. Um, it, uh, you know, Janet Yellen and Alan Greenspan giving us dire warnings about the stock market. Uh, as if they weren't part of the problem in the first place, but okay, at least they're admitting what the truth is, okay. Uh, so, and it's a truth we're not going to hear from Jerome Powell until maybe he's retired someday. <laughs> but hey, who knows? For now, uh, we have to deal with what we have. You have to deal with the market that's there. Um, I see uh, pot stocks as being uh, in not quite a bear market now, but they are down. It's, it's a dip. If you believe in buying the dip like I do, if, uh, you know, pick and choose your companies carefully and uh, pick buyout targets. Pick, uh, you know, the, I mean, yes, you can you can get into the bigger companies, but remember Canopy and Tilray, things like that, Afria, Aurora, they're already expensive. Those are already very expensive stocks and they've already had their heyday. 
so you can invest in some of those. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you really want those big gains, if you want those uh, double and triple and quadruple baggers, as they say, which we have in our newsletter, we've recommended stocks and they've gone up that much and more. Uh, you want to get into those under the radar opportunities like, like the three that I mentioned. Uh, so just something to think about. Most definitely. I mean, I was really surprised this year. I, I lived in Utah for about 20 years uh, and it's a very um, conservative state. It was probably one of the last states I thought would ever flip to uh, pot legalization of pot, uh, especially with their religious control uh, church that they have there, church mm -hmm. in quotes. Um, and uh, they just went, they just went legalization. Uh, and I think the legislation is still working it out, but they had it on their, on their voting thing for this uh, recent election and they uh, passed the bill. And uh, I was really surprised. I think there was another conservative state. I think it was Missouri or Mississippi or one of those states that was uh, pretty conservative on the pop movement. And I think once New York flips, they'll probably have it next year on their, on their, uh, on their ballots or, or however they pass their laws there in New York. But I think once they flip, I think the nation's going to go, okay. And I think we're already starting to see bills that are being drafted. I don't think they're making it through committees yet, but I think we're seeing bills being drafted in the Congress that people are, are talking. I think Booker or others have, have uh, drafted bills that, that uh, call for the nationwide legalization of it. Uh, and I think it's going to be good for the America too. I mean, the war on drugs, I mean, we've been spending so much money losing that war and, and, and the fight that we do and keeping this stuff from being imported, it puts all this drug dealer business and these cartels in Mexico, um, uh, you know, on the ropes. Um, I, I suppose there's other drugs they can sell, but definitely uh, I think it's time has come when it comes down to it. It's huge, but guess what folks, you don't even have to agree with that to invest in pot stocks yeah. and get rich. That's the thing. <laughs> It doesn't matter whether you, you can like it, you can not like it, you can be part of the revolution, you can be not part of the revolution. It's okay. You can still build wealth. You can still make money. If you believe something's going to go up, you can take a position in it. That's okay. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to even have, you don't have to take a side is what I'm saying. Yeah. I never was big in marijuana until it became legal here. And, and it, it, I reached an age where just alcohol, um, I mean, I, I just reach an age where if I if I if I you know drink uh, you know three beers, I I'm horribly hungover the next day, and it takes me I can just feel the drag on my body for three days, and it's amazing how much of a great pain medication is. Yeah, I've even had people that have been staunchly against marijuana. I was against it most of my life, um, the uh, against it, and once they've tried the pain element of it yeah it's it's really great for getting rid of pain and relaxing and and uh and you don't want to do any of the crazy stupid stuff that i used to do on alcohol <laughs> mm, yeah not recommended sure the alcohol and cigarette companies are in trouble uh yeah. both of those alcohol and cigarettes especially cigarettes but both have been on the decline in terms of sales uh, millennials just aren't feeling the cigarettes they're just not into it which Probably that's for the best. <laughs> uh, so, and alcohol sales are not doing all that well. Millennials are going toward the craft beers, away from the, you know, the Anheuser Busch uh, products and that sort of thing. The the cores. So, since they're not doing that well, they're getting into the cannabis space. They they know what the future is. Uh, for companies like Altria uh, and 
you know, uh, Coca-Cola to be looking at this space. Coca-Cola, they're not stupid. They know what they're doing <laughs> for, for Constellation brands to get into this space. Yeah, they're uh, not even doing well in the area of pop and sugar. So they've moved into water and all sorts of other different yep. diversification methods. Yep. Heineken has been moving, has been uh, considering moves into the space. Uh, so you can't blame them for doing what's in their best interest. And as an investor, you have to do what's in your best interest, because uh, if you make a, a bad decision, no one's going to compensate you. The market's not going to give you your money back. There's, <laughs> there's no money back guarantee in the markets. So pick and choose carefully. Know what you own and know why you own it. With every investment, why am I doing this? Uh, you should actually be able to write it down. You should be able to write down and clarify specifically, why did I buy this? Why am I selling it now? Not just because someone else told me to. Look, I'm, I'm not a licensed or investment uh, or in, investment advisor. Okay, uh, if, if you, before you make any decision, consult a licensed registered investment advisor. Uh, and you have to make your own decisions, make your own due diligence. Uh, however, uh, if, if you invest in those under the radar opportunities while no one else is talking about them uh, and then everybody else is talking about them, when, when these little companies get on CNBC, MSNBC, that kind of thing, CBS, ABC, all the networks, by then it might be too late. So you got to get in while the getting's good. You got to get in, buy cheap. Isn't it funny how with everything else in life, people understand the concept of buying when something's a bargain, right? When they buy a car when they buy a house, uh, even if they go to a, a thrift store and they want to buy something, okay, they want to buy it cheap. Not with stocks though. What's up with that, huh? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, people don't understand the concept of stocks. Buy low, sell high. Yeah. Um, you know, even when you have, you know, I, I lived through when I was a teenager studying to be a stockbroker, I lived through the, uh, uh, the Black Friday. Was it Black Friday? Mm -hmm. Black Monday? Um, boy, the brain's going in the age. So give us some picks, sir. What, what do you, what's your market outlook for 2019? What do you see coming down the pike here? Uh, it's going to be the year of marijuana stocks. It's going to be, and uh, again, those three, three companies, once again, C21 Investments, International Cannabis Corp, Pure Global Cannabis, I think are going to be huge uh, buyout targets there. Uh, I believe that uh, it'll be the year of commodities as well. Uh, if, you wanna, if you want slow and steady win the race, or just a crisis hedge, uh, you can get into gold and silver. Those are great, as well as other precious metals. The lesser known ones, palladium and platinum. Uh, those are also, if you know where to get those and how to get those. Uh, and by the way, people can email me, David Modell, M-O-A-D-E-L, at gmail.com. Uh, if anybody wants more information about this, uh, again, I cannot give investment advice. You have to consult with a registered licensed investment advisor, but I can tell you where to get some resources so you can learn more on your own and make your own decisions. I'll be glad to help people with that. Uh, as well as the, of course, the newsletter and all the reports on PortfolioWealthGlobal.com. Uh, I think it's gonna be the year of commodities, the year of pot stocks, but not everyone. You gotta pick and choose carefully because as in any asset class, some are better than others. Uh, I think it'll be terrible for bonds. Uh, I think it'll be terrible for the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar had a nice run in 2018. Uh, but keep in mind, the value of the U.S. dollar lost 10%. That's right. The U.S. dollar lost 10% of its value against other world reserve currencies in 2017. So it was due for a dead cat bounce. Okay, But don't count on the U.S. dollar going up over time. The U.S. dollar, yes, you 
you want to think it's safe. Well, it's not safe. Inflation with the with the devastating effects and impact of inflation, you're losing between two and three percent of your value of your cash or U.S. dollars per year. So if you're just holding on nothing but cash, you're going to lose. It's not safe. Rolling up your, your cash into the mattress and just keeping it there is not the safe way to go. Just putting your money in the bank and leaving it there is not safe because of the deterioration. Uh, and if you think that bonds are safe, if you own bonds and Jerome Powell hikes bond yields, the value of your bonds go down. It's an inverse correlation. When bond yields, when treasury yields go up, the value, the price of those treasury yields goes down. And Jerome Powell is going to have to hike rates to keep up with inflation. Remember, inflation goes up over time and nobody's going to buy bonds if they don't keep up at least with inflation. And so he's going to have to keep hiking rates and hiking rates, normalizing. Right now it's under 3%, very low. He's going to have to bring it up sooner or later up to that normal 5% or higher level. So if you're thinking about buying bonds now as a safety, as a crisis hedge, forget it. Uh, cash deteriorating, bonds deteriorating. We, we have a, a report about that, uh, PortfolioWealthGlobal.com forward slash bonds, PortfolioWealthGlobal.com forward slash bonds, B-O-N-D-S. We'll teach you all about what's going to happen to your bonds if you buy them now and some better high yielding investments that you can do because there are much better ways to allocate your money. Uh, so again, US dollar gonna go down. That's my prediction. I mean, it's, the US dollar has been going down for years and years and years. So this is 2019, why should it be any different? US dollar, probably gonna go down 2019. Bonds, probably gonna go down 2019, 2020. Stocks, yes, pick and choose carefully. Commodities, wonderful. Marijuana stocks, I'm betting on them myself. You can too, if you want to. So there yeah, you go. it's going to be an interesting year. I just checked the market again to see if we uh, had a word from the Fed yet. It's probably later on mm -hmm. today. It's kind of interesting to see the politics of it. I'm seeing uh, tweets from someone special that uh, is trying to push the Fed or negotiate the Fed, I guess, PR-wise, into uh, some of the things that are happening in the marketplace. China is an area where... Uh, evidently, China is starting to have some economic uh, uh, some of their some of the things that they've done to inflate their GDP by building you know cities that no one moves into is starting to catch up to them. Yeah, and they're hurting. I mean, we're hurting too. Our middle class is hurting from the uh, trade tensions, the trade wars, but uh, they're hurting even worse because they've been selling to us in the U.S. a lot more than we've been selling to them. Uh, so I'm not saying the trade war is right. I'm not saying it's wrong, but this is the impact that we've had because yeah, of this trade impact of, of money opportunities. And this is the brilliant thing for people tuning into your YouTube channel and, and getting your newsletters. The more information you can have, the I feel like I should have a PSA do 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 from NBC. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true though, isn't it? Yeah, it, you've uh, got to make your own decisions in the end. And the more you know, the yeah. more you're armed with this information, the better. That's why you're probably listening to the Chris Ross, uh, Chris Voss show right now is because you want that information and you don't want to get it from the mainstream media, which latches on to trends too late. Uh, by yeah. the time the mainstream media was hyping Bitcoin, uh, it was already at the $20,000 level. Then they were telling people, they were all the analysts on, on MSNBC and CNBC, suddenly they were bullish. Uh, wh why weren't they bullish in 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13? 
Okay. If you had gotten in then, if you see Portfolio Wealth Global, we had gotten into Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies way before. We got into them early and just held on to it. So are we down on our position? No, because we gave the alert. We gave the signal long before 20,000 Bitcoin. All right. So you got to get in again under the radar opportunities. Don't over leverage yourself. Put a reasonable position size in no matter what you're investing in. And if you believe in the technology, if you believe in the movement, like I still do with Bitcoin over the long term, then make take your position. Just hold on. If you don't believe in it, you shouldn't have invested in the first place. Simple as that. Awesome stuff. Great knowledge, David. So, David, give us your final plugs as we wrap the show and tell everyone where they can uh, subscribe to your newsletter, your YouTube, and all that good stuff and get in touch with you. Uh, thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. It's been just wonderful speaking with you and your audience. Uh, if you go to PortfolioWealthGlobal.com and go to the, uh, the homepage, put in your email address, you'll get that newsletter, uh, you'll get our latest updates, you'll get Tom Beck's uh, latest uh, you know, picks and what his thoughts are, where he's putting his money right now. And if you want more information on where he's putting his money, go to PortfolioWealthGlobal.com forward slash portfolio. I uh, talked about PortfolioWealthGlobal.com uh, forward slash bear for the bear market and gold investment uh, manual there uh, as well as oh and if you want all of the um, reports or the best ones all on one page so you can just download as many as you want real quick uh, portfoliowealthglobal.com forward slash money m-o-n-e-y portfoliowealthglobal.com forward slash money uh, and if people want to contact me david modell m-o-a-d-e-l at gmail.com uh, i can give you my best resources and uh, we can talk about uh, even though I cannot advise people, we can talk about how I can help you with the research and with the with putting together a plan for your portfolio. Because if you fail to plan, you're just planning to fail. Exactly. And the more you know, I mean, that's what that's what helped me uh, doing my research and being able to get out of the top of markets and even in real estate. I, I got out of the market in 2005 during the real estate bust because I, I saw it coming and understood what's going on. So the more you know. Anyway, thanks to David for coming by. You've seen some great info and insights, and be sure to check in with him for his market insight. We should probably have you back in 2019 sometime, David, to talk about what's going on, whatever happens then. <laughs> yep. I'll be glad to do it. It'll be so, interesting. Thanks to my audience for tuning in. We certainly appreciate you guys. Be sure to follow David. And also, be sure to tell your friends, neighbors, relatives, get people to refer to the Chris Voss Show. They can go to iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. You can listen to us on Spotify. Holy crap. You can listen to Metallica, then the Chris Voss Show, then Megadeth, then Lawrence Welk, then the Chris Voss Show. You can get it all right there and just have fun with it. And then maybe throw in some Bjork or something if that's your thing or not. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> go to YouTube.com forward slash Chris Voss. Hit that bell notification button so you get all the notifications of the show. Uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in and being here. And we'll see you guys next time.